answering the difficult and critical questions youth may face that relate to Mormon culture and teachings. This is the Rise Up Podcast, produced by Fair Mormon. We're happy to announce a new voice on the Rise Up podcast. Now a freshman in college, Caitlin has lived across the United States. In this episode, she addresses the topic of modesty with some stories from her own life. Hi, my name's Caitlin. Um, I was born in Utah, but I was raised in California and in Virginia, and currently I'm a freshman at college. So as a young female Latter-day Saint, I've had my share of defending the church's standards. By choosing to live in accordance with the principles found in For the Strength of Youth, I've set myself up for a barrage of degrading remarks about my actions and beliefs. However, the standard that I've been called upon to defend most frequently is that of modesty. Admittedly, I've not always had the strongest testimony of the principle of modesty. Especially in middle and high school, I wanted to be cute and fashionable and popular, and I didn't think that modest clothing would cut it. In today's society, the church's standards of modesty seemed old-fashioned and restrictive. While I believed that modesty was important, I didn't really understand the point of it. So, for several years, I pushed the limits, wearing shorts that hit me mid-thigh, shirts with moderately low necklines, etc. I didn't feel uncomfortable about what I was wearing, and it was nowhere close to provocative. What I was wearing was still considered modest and even conservative by the world standards. But it wasn't the world standards that I should have been judging by. This past summer, the summer before I left the nest on my journey to adulthood, I had an awesome job. I worked outdoors as a lifeguard and a swim instructor, and I'm not going to lie, it was pretty great. However, this job was a bit of a wake-up call for me. I worked with so many new people, some of whom I became good friends with and had an awesome time around. But the thing about life is that you can't always pick and choose who your acquaintances will be, and so it was with this job. I was surrounded by many individuals who had very different standards than the people I prefer to be around. My coworkers frequently discussed their weekend parties and all the things that go along with that, used crass language, and dressed differently than me. The typical lifeguard uniform is a red bikini, and it was no different at my job. Of course, a one-piece was an option, but it wasn't one that many people chose. After all, wearing a one-piece limited your tanning options and flirting power, right? I knew that I shouldn't wear a bikini, and I also knew that I wouldn't feel comfortable in one. But I've never really been a huge fan of sticking out. Being different from everyone else takes courage, and being so visible opens you up to being mocked. Knowing this... I was a little nervous to wear a modest swimsuit, but I didn't really think it would be that big of a deal. I was the new lifeguard after all. Why would anyone notice me or even care what I was wearing? Spoiler alert, they did notice. And for some bizarre reason, some of them cared. I got a lot of questions in the first few weeks I worked. Questions like, why are you wearing that? You know you can get a bikini, right? Or, so, like, are you ashamed of your body? Is that why you feel the need to hide it? These questions were hard to answer because I wasn't sure exactly why I was doing what I was doing. I tried to be confident, but would usually end up stammering something about my church's standards or how I wanted to respect my body. Walking around in a swimsuit is hard enough. Walking around in a bright red swimsuit, knowing that people are looking at you, is even harder, especially if you're not particularly confident. Believe me. After a few weeks, the questions stopped and people got used to me. But oddly enough, I still felt like I was being stared at, like I was in the spotlight. And why? Once, while guarding during a dive team practice, I overheard some members of the team talking. 
The girls were discussing the fact that they couldn't wait to change out of their athletic one-pieces and into their bikinis, because it was so awkward to be dressed like such a baby, and they just didn't feel comfortable or confident when they were wearing these modest one-piece swimsuits. I was pretty confused. This didn't make sense to me. Why would wearing a one-piece swimsuit take more confidence than wearing a bikini, many of which, for the record, cover less than girls' underwear? And why would my wearing a modest swimsuit mean that I was ashamed of my body? In the LDS pamphlet, For the Strength of Youth, it reads, Immodest clothing is any clothing that is tight, sheer, or revealing in any other manner. Young women should avoid short shorts and short skirts, shirts that do not cover the stomach, and clothing that does not cover the shoulders or is low-cut in the front or the back. Young men should also maintain modesty in their appearance. Young men and young women should be neat and clean and avoid being extreme or inappropriately casual in clothing, hairstyle, or behavior. They should choose appropriately modest apparel when participating in sports. The fashions of the world will change, but the Lord's standards will not change. Your body is sacred. Respect it and do not defile it in any way. Through your dress and appearance, you can show that you know how precious your body is. You can show that you are a disciple of Jesus Christ and that you love him. For a long time, this confused me. I didn't understand why wearing revealing clothing would mean that we didn't respect and appreciate our bodies. After all, if our bodies are so great, then why not show them off? As I thought, pondered, and prayed about this principle, Isaiah 55, 9 came to mind. It reads, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. The Lord's ways are higher than our ways. His standards are higher than the world's standards. If our end goal as Christians is to become like our Father in heaven, then shouldn't we strive to be as much like Him as possible? We were created in God's image. That's such a sacred and a special thing. Because we love our Heavenly Father and because we're eternally grateful for the gift of our bodies, then don't we have an obligation and a responsibility to treat them the way that we're commanded to? I'm not saying that modesty is easy. Maybe there are a few of you out there that have never struggled with modesty, and for that I commend you. But for me, and the vast majority of youth, especially young women that I know, modesty can be extraordinarily difficult. The classic example that I think that we all hear when people talk about the difficulty of modesty is how hard it is to find a modest prom dress. I totally get that. I've been there. And while it's difficult, it is possible. One of the most touching experiences I've ever had was the night of my senior homecoming. I had searched high and low for an affordable and modest dress and finally found one that I loved. My date and I went to homecoming in a fairly big group, probably around five couples. I stood out from all of the other girls. A lot. They were all beautifully dressed in these gorgeous dresses, but all of their dresses were either quite short or sleeveless. I adore all those girls. They looked amazing. And I felt kind of boring in my simple lace dress with sleeves and a knee-length skirt. We all stood on the stairs in my house and took lots of pictures, and I smiled big, even though I felt pretty insecure. Right as we were about to leave, my dad pulled me aside. I expected him to say something along the lines of, be back by curfew or be safe, but instead he pulled me into a hug and said, quite simply, you're the most beautiful girl here, and I'm so proud of you for being modest. I had tears in my eyes as I left for that dance. I had a great time at that homecoming. My friends and I had a blast dancing and eating breakfast for dinner, and while I was one of maybe three girls at the dance with a modest dress on, and while I stuck out like a sore thumb, I was glowing inside from the heartfelt compliment from my father. It was easy to be modest that night. I wasn't comparing myself to the girls around me because I knew who I was and what I stood for, and that was enough. 
Attitude is a huge part of modesty. I see modesty as more than just covering our bodies appropriately. I believe that it also requires cultivating an attitude of humility, gratitude, confidence, and grace. Another experience that I had that changed the way I think about modesty had to do with my younger siblings. We're often counseled in church to help the boys keep their thoughts clean by dressing modestly, and I kind of thought that that was a silly concept. But as my younger brothers got older and started paying more attention to girls, I started thinking more about how guys view modesty. I would ask myself, would I want my brothers to see a girl wearing that? I soon realized that I could define modesty for myself in this way. It's kind of weird, but when I went to go buy a new outfit, I would think to myself, would I want my brothers to see someone in this? I knew if I didn't want them around that, then other young men probably wouldn't want to see me wearing that. I had several good talks with my younger brothers and other guys about what they thought about modesty and was pleased and impressed to hear that many guys actually prefer it when girls dress modestly. They feel more comfortable talking to them that way, and they don't need to worry about where their eyes might wander. I'm not saying that all guys prefer girls to be dressed modestly over the alternative, but I do firmly believe that good, righteous young men, the type of guys you want to be around, do support modesty. If you want to attract good, righteous young men, then you can facilitate that with your attire. Hashtag dating advice from Caitlin. Modesty seems to be heavily directed towards young women, but I believe that young men can and should practice modesty as well. As one of my roommates says, girls are attracted to guys too. When guys dress nicely and appropriately, girls appreciate and value that. Where's your value? That question changed how I perceive modesty. Is our value in how thin we are, or how good our hair looks that day, or how hot we look in those jeans? If that's all we are, then how sad is that? If our worth is just determined by our bodies, then what are we worth anyway? If someone believes that the entirety of their value consists of their body, then of course they feel the need to show it off. If someone believes that that's all they've got and that that's all that matters, then I imagine that would make it very difficult to have an attitude of modesty. I believe that I am more than my body. As a child of God, I am shortchanging myself if I limit my value to my physical appearance. As my understanding of modesty grew, I found that it became less and less difficult. My actions and attitude changed. Instead of lamenting that cute dress that I couldn't wear, I started looking for modest clothes because I wanted to, not because I felt like I had to. I still get frustrated sometimes when I can't seem to find anything modest. However, I no longer feel restricted by the principle of modesty. On the contrary, I know that I'm freed by it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Rise Up. This has been a production of Fair Mormon. This and other podcasts are available at fairmormon.org. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of Fair Mormon or the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Please subscribe to our show in iTunes under the name Mormon Faircast. Questions or comments can be posted at blog.fairmormon.org in conjunction with this episode. Tune in each week for another episode of Rise Up. Thank you for listening.